Welcome to the weekly podcast of Soul Purpose Evangelical Church, located in the city of Middletown, New York. Today's message will be brought to you by our associate pastor, the Reverend Daisy Feliciano. Each week, we stream our live recorded services to encourage, build up, and edify our listening audience. Our aim is to share with you the uncompromised and infallible word of the living God. Our prayer is that today's message will draw you closer in your relationship with Jesus Christ. And now, here's Pastor Daisy with today's word. It is an honor and a privilege to stand before my sisters and brothers and visitors. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. The title of what God gave me is, Do You See What I See? Do you see what I see? The word of God in Hebrews chapter 4, hallelujah, verse 12 to 13, it reads, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing into the division of soul and spirit and joints and marrow. And is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his sight. But all things are naked and open to the eyes of him who to we must give account. Hmm. I want you to remember two things today. The heart. And the word hidden. Focus on the heart and the word hidden. You see, God's word is not just a collection of words and paragraphs to entertain us. It's not just chapters to go through. God's word is active. God's word is powerful. God's word is authoritative. God's word is alive. His word is constantly living, constantly working, constantly restructuring, constantly doing what it says it's going to do. It's life changing. The word of God works in us. The word of God works through us. The word of God moves in us. The word of God works through us. Second Timothy, verse 3, chapter 16 and 17 reads, All scripture, can I say all again? All scripture is God-breathed. All scripture is God-breathed. When you breathe, you have life. When you breathe, there's life. And it's useful for the teaching, for the rebuking, for correcting, and for training in righteousness. So that the servant... The servant, the servant 
the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped. The servant of God will be thoroughly equipped for every good work. It's God's word that equips. It's God's word. It's God's word that does the work. Not Daisy's word. My word will fall flat to the ground. It's not Pastor Albert's word. Our words. In the spiritual realm, our words are. They won't do nothing. But the word of God in the spiritual realm, in the kingdom of darkness, it will do what it says. Hallelujah. God's word equips us. God's word produces good work in us. Let's talk about God's word. A surgeon's knife is very sharp. You can really hurt yourself with the scalpel. The purpose of the scalpel or the knife is to slice and to cut. It's not dull. It's not dull. It has to cut layers of our skin. You've got the first layer that the scalpel can easily remove at a tap. Then you got the second layer, and the third layer, and the fourth layer. Hallelujah. It cuts, it excises, it has purpose. The knife cuts through the flesh. It excises all those things that have to be removed inwardly. It can cut through the surface. And it can go deep into the deeper layers. Dividing the soul and the spirit. That's the word of God. Dividing the soul and the spirit. Yay! The soul, that's invisible. The spirit, that's invisible. That's what the word of God can do. Do you see what I see? The spirit and the soul, that's non-material. Get rid of the materials. When you need to speak, when you are sent to go, this is your material right here. This is what you need. The word of the living God. The invisible and the non-material. The word of God addresses it. Piercing to the bone and to the marrow, right? When the word of God pierces the joints, you know what that is? That's the outer appearance, right? The joints allow you to do, pick, this is how I pick up. My joints are working. The outer the word of God will allow you to do what you need to do in the outer. But when it hits to the marrow, when it hits to the marrow, you know what that does? It's the hidden portion. It's that hidden secret place portion. And you know what the, what, what the marrow does? It is extremely vital to the life of the bone. The marrow, the marrow in the bone is what gives life to the bone. 
That's what the word of God does. It goes as deep into the soul and into the spirit of man. And it gives life to the bone. It's a vital, vital portion. The marrow. It allows the bone to remain sustained. It allows the body to remain standing. It allows us, Messiah, not to grow weary, not to shake, not to be moved in our position. It is a vital second. It's the Holy Ghost Shekinah power that the word of God has to pierce into the marrow. Oh, Lord Jesus. God's word reveals who we are. God's word reveals who we are not. Can I say that again? God's word reveals who we are in Christ. And it reveals who we are not. I am not weak. I am strong. I am more than able because he who began a good work in me is faithful. God's word goes deeper into the moral and spiritual making of our DNA. God's word discerns what's inside of us. Both the good and the bad. God, you know, there's sometimes there's bad stuff that gets inside of us. Sometimes we open up portal doors. Sometimes we touch something that we shouldn't have touched. And God's word will say, why did you go there? Why did you touch that? Why did you think that way? Marrow, bone. It's vital to keep us standing. God's word is what judges us. The word of God corrects us. The word of God inspires us. The word of God protects us. The word of God judges us. Hallelujah. Thank you for your word, my God. I had to confess. I don't know if I did it this week or last week. I don't remember. But, but you know, I was having a horrible day. Everything was going wrong. Everything. I think it was Friday, last, last Friday. I was having a, maybe it was Thursday. But anyway, I was having a really bad day. You know pastors have bad days too? Hello? You know pastors have bad days too? Hello? We're all sinners. Ouch! And by 4.30, I was done. I was finished. And I said something that I was ashamed of. I said, today... You declare it. Sister LaToya said, what we declare has power. It doesn't say if it's good or, or bad, it has power. It says it has power. So when you declare negativity, you're giving power to negativity. When you declare blessings, you're declaring blessings. And I said out loud, and only my nephew heard me. I was, thought I was by myself. I walked out of my office, I work from home, and I was going into the kitchen to get coffee, and I said, today, I hate my job. My God, I failed. And do you know, because the word of God, it's active, it sharpens, it's not dull. Hey, <laughs> within 30 seconds, it said, you will not think that way. You will not speak that way. You will not declare with your mouth what you just said. Repent! And I did. Oh boy, did I repent. We have to be doers of the word. 
not just hearers, right? James 1, 22, 25, but be doers of the word and not hearers, only deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in the mirror. For he observes himself, goes away immediately and forgets what kind of man he is. What kind of woman are we? What kind of men are we? What kind of servants are we? But he who looks in the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. God's word shapes us. God's word transforms us. It purifies us. It teaches us how to walk in the spirit. Remember last week, Pastor, um, Pastor Albert said, get into Psalms 119. Get your spirit. Read it. Take time to read it. It's the biggest, longest chapter, right? But boy, the power that it has. 119, 133, direct my steps by your word. And let no iniquity have dominion over me. The word of God judges. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. See, when you find yourself in a cloudy place, it's the word that gives us the light. Because Jesus is the light, right? He's the armor of light. Psalms 119 now. How can a young person stay on the path of purity? By living according to the word. How can we stay in the path of purity, honoring and obeying God's word? Nothing is hidden from God. Nothing is hidden from God. Nothing escapes our God. Nothing slips by our God. Nothing surprises our God. The word of God says, the eyes in Proverbs 15, 3, the eyes of the Lord are at every place, keeping watch on the evil and the good. You see, we think sometimes when people do us dirty, when people are not fair, that they got away with it. Do you see what I see, says the Lord? He sees the unjust, and he sees the just. God is constantly aware of everything that's happening in our midst, everything that's going on in the home, everything that's going on in our nation, everything that's going on in the universe, everything that's going on in your heart is not hidden from the mighty one who created the heart. God knows if he can trust me with his word. And God knows if he can't trust me with his word. I know there's just a few men in our midst. It's like 70 of them are gone. They're being blessed. They're, they're, getting, they're, they're, they're on fire. We're going we're gonna to come back and melt when they walk in. But I want to touch briefly on David. David is significant little young shepherd in the field, comes from a big family, strong, handsome men, a blessed family. What did God see in David? 
the little shepherd boy, the young, the runt. Many saw him as a tiny, harmless little young man, hung out with sheep all day. But God saw greatness. God saw potential. God saw obedience. God saw his love towards him. In 1 Samuel 16, 7, the Lord said to Samuel, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not look on his appearance or on the height of the stature because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but God is looking into the heart. God judges our heart. Our own earthly fathers and mothers may even miss it. Our leaders may even miss it. The call on your life, it could be missed. It could be unappreciated. The little shepherd boy. Do you know that when Samuel went to anoint the future king, David was so insignificant, he wasn't even at the feast. All the brothers were there. And when Samuel came, it's like, okay, tell me, where's your son? Son number one came. God sees. Nope, that's not the one. Next. Oh, do you have another son? Oh, yeah, son number two. God sees. No, that's not the one. Oh, hallelujah. One, two, three, four. Nope, Ooh, nope, not that one. No. Do you have any more children? The prophet was like, what's up, Lord? What's going on here? That man was so handsome. That one was so strong. That one was so eloquent. And he goes to dad and goes, do you have any more children? Any more sons? He goes, oh, yeah, I have one little one. And they had to go fetch him. Sometimes God has to go fetch the one that was not noticed by the preacher, by the teacher, by mom, by grandma. And he says, bring the boy. Bring the boy. He may have smelled like sheep. He may have smelled a little sweaty. Who knows what he was doing when he was being called. David was brought before the prophet. What did God see? A king in the making. What did God see? A man after his heart in the making. He didn't see perfection. He saw a man after his heart. He saw the favor that he bestowed upon that young boy that would do the work for his kingdom. Hallelujah. You see, he was perhaps 100% insignificant to his earthly father. But to the heavenly father, God saw. God chose. God equipped. And from the time he was anointed as king, from the time Samuel put the anointing oil on him, 
the power of God was upon his life. And you're ready for this? The kingdom of God, the kingdom of Israel was secure for him. He, he didn't run into the king's chair, but it was sealed. It was secure. It was his. Because what God anoints and what God calls, what God equips, it is sealed. The kingdom belongs to the sealed, to the called, to the appointed. The Lord was very much interested in the shepherd boy. It was God's love for humanity that put Jesus willingly on the cross. It was the heart of God to give his only begotten son to die for us so that when God looks at you, he sees the blood of his son. When God takes a look of you, when God looks at what his son did, he doesn't see our failure. He doesn't see your mistakes. He doesn't see the broken part of you that can never be fixed. He sees potential. He sees the blood of his son. He sees the power of his word. You see, we take time to fix ourselves in the mirror. Right? Women take much longer than men, I think. But when we wake up in the morning, you know, this morning I went upstairs to help my niece because her husband's also away and she's got a newborn and two kids, a four-year-old, a two-year-old and a newborn. And he felt so guilty. He didn't want, he said, I'm just going to go one day. I was like, Lord, keep him there. Lord, keep him there. And I kept saying, don't worry, I'm going to help her. Don't worry, I'm going to help her. Well, they're on fire over there. If they were there for a week, he'd stay. Hallelujah. God's word never comes back void. And when I went upstairs, my niece called me, the two-year-old's like, dee, 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 dee. I run up the stairs, and she usually tells me it's time to change her. And when I picked her up, she looked at me. <laughs> she looked at me very startled because she saw this face. Hey, she can't speak very much, but her face went like this. Look. I said, do I look that bad every day? <laughs> she was, I had the red lipstick going. I tried to do my hair a little bit. I put the makeup on. The way she looked at me, she saw something different. And we do that sometimes. We mask. We mask the smile. We fix the hairdo, but we're broken inside. But see, God sees the brokenness. God sees the struggle. But he also sees the call that's on each and every one of us. Because if we're saying we're not good enough, and if anyone is speaking lies and deceiving spirits are telling you you can never achieve, you can never do, that is saying that the blood of Jesus is not powerful enough to restore and to give life to every dead bone on the field. That's a lying, foul spirit. We groom the outer part. But how are we taking care of the inner part, the part that only God can see? How do we groom ourselves yet forget the spiritual, forget the inner man? Hmm. 
Hallelujah. David was anointed not because he was perfect. David was chosen because God saw his heart. What does God see when he looks inside of us? When God looks at us, sister, he sees the blood of his son. He sees a vessel that can be used because even broken crayons can color. Even a broken heart can pour out God's love. Even a person that went through rejection and was treated poorly can stand in the presence of God and be used as a vessel to pour out love and forgiveness to others. Even the forgotten, the rejected, the ones that were told they weren't good enough. Those are the ones God is looking for. Because he doesn't leave us nor forsake us. All those lies that the enemy says, you're not eloquent enough. You're not smart enough. Even those who have failed in temptation, who condemn themselves, even those that can't forgive themselves, God sees victory. God sees deliverance. God sees restoration. God looks at the prostitute and says, she will be the heir of Israel. God looks at the weak and says, that's the one that's going to lead. James 1.12 says, blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Revelations 2.10 says, do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison that you may be tested and you will have tribulation. Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. Sisters and brothers, we need to know who we are in Christ. Oftentimes, we're hearing the wrong voice. Oftentimes, we're hearing condemnation. Oftentimes, we're hearing you're not good enough. What does God see in us? God sees a servant he could use. God sees one who walks by faith and not by sight. God sees a conqueror who has all the victory in him. God sees a vessel that is ready to be used for his glory. God sees the brokenness. God sees the tears. Yet God sees the love that could still be poured out of that vessel. God sees the desire to obey, and God also sees the failures. God sees his strength and our determination. God sees the legacy 
of love. God sees the legacy of power. God sees the legacy of curse breakers. God sees the legacy of those that walk in forgiveness. You know what the legacy is? The blood of Jesus Christ. God sees the legacy of his son in each and every one of his disciples. I want to talk about Dorcas really quick. Dorcas was a woman who loved the Lord, and she poured out, gave so much of herself, constantly giving. She gave, and she gave, and she gave, and she served, and she served, and she served, and then she died. But you see, sometimes we wait for people to die and move on to honor them. Sometimes we wait for the servant of God to die before we pray and say thank you. Sometimes we love to receive and receive and receive. We forget to say thank you. Dorcas gave and died. But here's the thing that I thought was incredibly amazing. It was a funeral like never seen before. Her loved ones, of course, were very sad and, and they were mourning. They were very sad to see her go. But it was a community. A community of men and women weeping, saying, how? How can this be? Who will help us? Who will serve us? Who could do like Dorcas, also known as Tabitha? They were mourning her death because she was such a vital instrument in the kingdom of God. They were mourning her death because she was a giver. She was not a receiver. She was a giver, one who poured and poured and poured. And they said, there were the widows there with the garments that she would make for them. She was mindful of the widows. She was mindful of the forgotten. She was mindful of the men. She was mindful of the needs. She was mindful. That was a woman of God who walked in the love of her father. And because they mourned her, they cried. God hears the cry of the people. Powerful. Coincidentally, not. Peter's walking around in that area. You see, it wasn't by coincidence because God will call you even to a funeral if he has to. God will call you to a pity party if he needs to. God will use his servants. Peter was in the area. And here was a funeral full of mourners. They couldn't believe that this vessel of God was gone. Who would do what she could do? And they sent two men to Peter. Please come. You know, pray for us. We're like, we're a wreck here. And Peter goes. Peter walked 
into a huge pity party. He walked into mourners and brokenness and anguish. And I'm telling you, the funeral of the century. When you're in God's word, God gives you discernment. When you're in God's word, God speaks and gives you strategy. Peter had to remove some folks. Peter had to clean out some of those people. He needed to remove. He needed to remove those miracle crushers. He needed to remove those who did not have enough faith. He needed to remove the doubt. He needed to remove the obstacles. He needed to remove the chaos. Sometimes you're going to need to remove yourself from the negativity. You see, because in the naked eye, what they were seeing was a lifeless body with no more hope. A person that could never be used again. The reality kicked in and they were in mourning. They couldn't, they couldn't comprehend. They couldn't even think of perhaps God could do something. They lost hope. But Peter removed all of that. And once the atmosphere was set, he prayed. He prayed. Prayer removes distraction. Prayer removes doubt. Prayer removes the chains of hell. Prayer brings confusion into the enemy's camp. Prayer gets the demons all upset and causes them to fight. When we are a house of prayer, we're a house that stands firm. When we pray the word of God, it's the word of God that goes forth. He prays for her, and he says, get up. That, that's as easy as that. Tabitha, get up. Lazarus, arise. Tabitha, get up. And what does a servant do? Obeys. <laughs> she gets up. God is saying today, sisters of the most high God, get up. Get up. It's time to know who we are in Christ Jesus. Rise up. Arise, women and men of God. It doesn't matter what type of gift you have. What matters is, are you using it for the kingdom of God? It doesn't matter what you can't do. It matters what you could do. Rise up in your position. I love what Brother George always says. It's not about the ability. It's about the availability. Every time he says that, it pierces me. It's not about what you can do. It's not about the ability because it's God who equips you. It's about our availability. What are we able to do for the kingdom of God? God's word will equip. It's time to build. Amen? It's time to build. Build our homes. Build our children. 
Build our marriages. Build our community. Build our nation. There's too much crushing down. God says it's time to build. It's time to rise up and take a standard for the word of God. Build up. Matthew 7, 24 says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, availability, is like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. Let us not tear down our homes. Let us not tear down one another. Let us build up. Isaiah 58, 12 says, Those from among you shall build the old waste places. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations, and you shall be called repairers of the breach. Hey, the Messiah. The restorers of the streets to dwell in. Let us be all those who rise up in our position that we could be the repairer of the breach, that we could be the bridge that we could be the word of God in and out of season. Hallelujah. That we could repair our streets, repair the cracks, repair the areas that can't sustain us. Let us be repairers as we have called to be go into the world and preach. Preach. What does God see? He sees leaders. What does God see? He sees preachers. What does God see? He sees servants. What does God see? Apostles, teachers, directors, encouragers, helpers, armor bearers. Stop receiving lies from the pit of hell who tell you you can't serve because you're all full of tattoos. Stop receiving the lies that you can't serve because you can't speak in tongues. Oh, the Messiah. That is Satan trying to paralyze your purpose. That is the enemy trying to paralyze what you've been called to do for God's kingdom. Lying foul spirit. We know who you are because the word of God exposes you. We must know who we are in Christ Jesus. Oh, When you don't know who you are in Christ, your faith is paralyzed. When you don't know who you are in Christ, you're not going to be able to withstand the arrows and the lies and the frustration that will come into your face. But when you know who you are in Christ, see, you got to have the word. The word is the Holy Ghost that reveals who we are. It's the Holy Ghost that will tell us. The word of God remembers who you are. See, when the enemy says you're no good, it says you are fearfully and wonderfully made in my image. You can't do, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. You are nothing, I'm the priesthood of God. You are a failure, no more said it. The righteous fall seven times, but they get back up. We must have the word because it is the word that breaks the yoke and the bondage and the chains. What does God see when he looks at you? You know, I come from a generation of, of ministers and pastors in my family. Are we perfect? No. 
Do we have it right? No. Do we love God? Yes. Did we fail? Many times. But when God looked down, He chose the men to lead in my family. My grandfather was a pastor. His son was a pastor. My brother's a pastor. We have nephews and nieces now being called to leadership. One thing was very common in my family. Two generations, the older sister was the helper and worked under the younger brother. You know how when Latoya stood here and said, there can't be jealousy in the house of God. Don't be intimidated or jealous of the anointing on God's servants. Embrace it. Enjoy it. Pray for them. You don't know the story. You may see the glory, but you don't know what cost them the anointing that's upon their life. I ran from being a pastor for many years. I didn't want it. I embraced my brother being a pastor. I didn't have that Miriam syndrome. You know, Miriam was the older sister of Moses. But Moses was called to lead. Moses was called to have the anointing and the job that he had to do. Miriam was a helper. She had her own anointing and she was respected and seen. She was a worship leader. She, she was used by God in a mighty way. Jealousy kicked in. She started to question the leadership of the leader. That does not bring glory to God. She started to feel intimidated because God was using him more. That does not honor the body. It brings division. It brings confusion. It causes a web and it gets us stuck. It paralyzes what we have to do as a body. And God sees everything. Nothing is hidden. Remember heart? Hidden. Heart? Hidden. Nothing in our heart is hidden from God the Father. God immediately strikes her with leprosy. God will not be mocked. Do not touch my anointed one. God will not be mocked. And ironically, it was her little brother Moses that went before the Lord. Have mercy, God. I don't want no leader to say, struck her dead, Lord Jesus. I want mercy. I want mercy. I want grace. Do you know what Miriam did? She grabbed her brother Aaron to start murmuring with him. You see, misery. What do you think about our brother? The nerve of him. He married. Look, look, look who he married. God should. Listen, we wouldn't have done that. We wouldn't have done that. You see. Sometimes people will be pushed in. Even if you don't want to, they'll pull you in to the nonsense. And then you lose vision. You lose your focus. Don't be the trap. Don't allow yourself to get sucked in. If someone comes up to you and, and your, your spirit says, we shouldn't have this conversation, sister, 
This is not glorifying God. Let's pray for Daisy. Father God, I lift up Sister Daisy. Father God, I lift up Sister Sister Sammy. I lift up my brother. I lift up my neighbor. I lift up the mailman. We're not going to be able, we can't be used by God if we're bringing filth and we're bringing curses against others. Don't be intimidated by the anointing on others. My mother served in so many capacities, but as a helper. Choir director, children's director, she drove the bus, she did plays, she did so many things under her brother's leadership. My brother is the senior pastor. We, we are blessed to have so many pastors in this church. I love the Lord, and I serve under him, and it's a privilege and an honor. And you know what God told me? Your purpose is to serve and to pray for the ministry. Your purpose there is to serve in any capacity, our abilities, and to pray for the ministry. Pray for the pastors. Pray for the leaders. And it took, listen, the call came upon my life. It took years for me to step in the position. You know why? Because there was a lot of stuff that had to be cut from me too. There were a lot of things in the marrow that needed to be fixed. There was a lot of heart. Whoa, we had some heart transplants going on before I could step in the position, just like David. But it was my call to be here as a watchman. To help soul purpose ministry, full of love and compassion. I fell in love with all of you the minute I walked in. In the midst, you know, I walked in in the midst of my sister dying of cancer. I had to take a sabbatical from a church that I grew up in. I was 45 years old, never been in any other church, only knew Rock of Salvation. I love them. You know, the word of God that was spoken in me and through me is the woman that I am today. And I came in on a sabbatical to help my brother-in-law with his daughters because my sister had passed, also a pastor. I came broken. I needed rest. I took a whole year sabbatical. I wasn't used to that. I was already itching in the chair because I'm a servant. I want to do so. I was already. But God said, hold on. And every once in a while, my brother would go away and he'd have me preach. And I just kept coming. My nieces grew up. They're married. And then God said, this is where I want you to be. This is where I want you to be. You see, Miriam tried to spread the cancer of jealousy and dissension and murmur. God responded with leprosy and said, I'm going to get your attention. I'm going to allow you to go through that because you're going to learn. And I'm going to also test the heart of your brother. Let's see what he does. And he prayed on behalf of his sister, Lord, have mercy. Lord, forgive. And she stood right back into her position and continued to be a blessing. We realized that there were generational curses that needed to be broken. We realized that there were patterns that continuous, continuously happened. We don't got it all together. There was divorce, fornication, things happening in our generation. And we finally said, the Holy Ghost said, don't you see this? You need to address it. We started to fast and pray. 
Right, sister? Some of these things cannot be taken away so easily. Sometimes you got to fast and pray and pray and fast and fast and pray to break all these generational curses that have been put upon the lives of our children. Our grandfathers may have missed it. Our parents may have missed it. Wake up and shake up, Orobosaya, and say, Holy Ghost, show me, my God, the generational curses, my God. Show me how to pray, my God. Show us how to break these chains and shackles, my God, so that we could glorify your name. So the first two generations of pastoral ships struggled. They were, it was hard. It was hard. And one day, my brother said, Daisy, do you, do you realize what's happening? Listen, it's the same setup, girl. You're, you know, you're my big sister. I'm the leader. God's giving us another chance to get it right. God is saying to you today, sisters, he is giving us another chance to get it right, to break down the shackles, loose the hands of the enemy on our families, on our marriage, on our children. The third generation is not divorced. The third generation is on fire for God. The third generation is serving in his kingdom. We are not going to fail because we are strong in the Lord. We are the watchmen. We are watching. What did you say? My three or four year. What did you say? No, God doesn't like that. You better address it now. You speak life into your child. You speak life into your youth. This is not in my notes, but I'm going to go there. Parents, stop talking negativity to your children. Don't tell them we don't have. Don't tell them we can't get. Don't tell them you can't do this. You tell them what the word of God says. We are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. You want a big house? Let's pray for the house. Do you believe? Let's pray together. You want to have a better uh, relationship with your best friend? Let's pray for Johnny right now. Many children repeat the negativity. Many children live the negativity. When God looked at us, even the brokenness, he said, no, that would just got it too much. That one is too much together. I need brokenness. I need brokenness. I need someone that struggles. I need someone that was rejected. I need someone that was told they're not good enough. That's the one who's going to dance for me. That's the one who's going to worship me. That's the one who's going to go feed the sick. That's the one. I need somebody that doesn't have a lot of money. God is looking. Who's the one? Who's the one that doesn't have a lot? Of money? That's the one who's going to bless. That's the one who's going to go and buy. Where's the widow with the penny? That's the one. That's the one I choose. We think God is going to choose us because we got it all together. No, we'll never have it together. We are always a work in progress. But what we have is the blood, the precious blood of the God, the blood of the precious lamb of God. Oh, who gives us the power, the anointing and the ability. Hallelujah. We are a royal priesthood. Royalty doesn't walk in shame. Royalty, royalty doesn't walk defeated and in need and in want. We are his royal priesthood. We shall walk in the authority of the queen. We shall walk in authority knowing that our dad is king. In closing, Peter 2.9, but you are a chosen generation. Yay! Hey.
I'm cho- say I'm chosen. Say it again. I'm chosen. I'm a chosen generation. Say I am royal priesthood. Woo! We are a holy nation. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Staring up. Holy Spirit. We are a holy nation. His own special people that you may proclaim the praise of him who called you out of darkness and into the light. You see, many lived in darkness for a long time on both sides. You finally got a glimpse of the light on both sides. There's no more time to waste. Oh, but you don't understand. Yes, God understands. But you don't know what I did. He sees it all. Hey, hey. But you don't know what I said the other day. He knows you were going to say it before you even said it. You are still under the blood. You are still covered. You are still his priesthood, a holy nation. God didn't choose us because we're perfect. He chose us even if we're imperfect because it is his power that resurrection glory. We are his light bearers. We are his light bearers. We must shine before Christ. Put on the armor of light, and make a difference in the world of darkness. Put on the salt that gives flavor, the salt that gives life, the salt that preserves. Hallelujah. Oh, you got to get excited when the word of God pops out. You got to get excited on both sides because it doesn't come back void. The enemy gets angry. Go get angry. The enemy gets a little, mm, I can't believe she said that. Yes, we're saying it. We're declaring it. We're declaring it that we are fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of our God. And if God be for us, who could be against us? Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Ask and it shall be given. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. Oh, the Messiah. We are not asking. We are not seeking. We are not knocking. The Lord is saying, ask, start asking, start seeking, start knocking. Let my word go forth. Let my word, Messiah, change the situation. Let my word convert your husband. Let my word change your children. Let my word change the nation. Let my word, my word, my word. Get into the word. Get into the word. It is the word that breaks the yoke. It is the word that breaks the curses. It is the word that resurrects every bed, dead, bone that can't work it is God's word that resurrects a bone of fields into a mighty kingdom of God into soldiers ready for battle hallelujah oh hallelujah <laughs> glory said your word is fire your word is powerful your word restores your word replenishes your word heals your word changes your word gives me a new beginning your word tells me who we are hey hallelujah thank you for your word thank you for your word it is your word that restores my God it is your word that sets our feet on the rock you are the word that walked among us it is your word you said that we shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God 
It is your word. Hallelujah. It is your word. Get into the word. Get into his word. Walk in the authority. It doesn't matter your past. Your word, the Messiah, is a lamp unto my feet, the Messiah. Oh, you, if, you messed up to, if you messed up yesterday, today you have a chance to get it right. If you messed up this morning, get up. Dust yourself off. Get into the word. Repent and serve the Lord. Know who you are. Hallelujah. For we were the Messiah. We were once in darkness, but now we're in the light. We were crucified. We were crucified with Christ. It is no longer Daisy. It is no longer Evelyn. It is no longer Latoya. It is no longer Ned. It is no longer us who live, but Christ who lives in us. And that is the word of God. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you for the word. Hallelujah. Thank you for the word. Hallelujah. My God. Woo. Glory be to God. Thank you for the word. Hallelujah. I'm trembling over here because God. Oh, I just get excited when the word of God falls. And it, and, it, and it gets into good soil. Hallelujah. I get excited. We come against every retaliatory spirit right now in the mighty name of Jesus. That the word of God will do what it says. Lord, sanctify. Be glorified in our lives, Lord Jesus. We take back our children in the mighty name of Jesus. We take back our integrity in the mighty name of Jesus. We take back our crown in the mighty name of Jesus. For we are seated in heavenly places. We are seated in heavenly places. Man, rise up and take your positions as priests in your home. Women, surrender to your men. Rise up and be their helpmaker of Messiah. Children, obey your parents. Bless them and obey them in Messiah. For there will be many blessings to come. Young people, stay pure and stay in the word of God. Oh, we have to be intentional because the word of God is intentional. We have to be willing to fight the flesh every day. Go before the Lord when you wake up. What would you have me do today, my God? I dedicate this day. I dedicate my time. I dedicate my assignments. Lord, I don't want to miss it today. I missed it yesterday, Lord. I don't want to miss it today. Let me be a helper. Let me be a builder. What can I build today, Lord? What can I build today? Who can I build up today, Lord Jesus? How can I bless someone today, Lord? Let's walk in Christ. And walk in the word and be rooted in the word. Hallelujah. Amen. The word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, mighty God. Remember the heart. And remember that it's not hidden. From the eyes of the beholder. He is the examiner of the heart. God says, I've seen the things that have been done to many of you. I've seen the hurt and the pain. I've seen the rejection. 
I've seen the scars. But my word is sufficient for you. My word will build you up and not tear you down. My word tears down what was spoken against you. Love your enemies and pray for them. Love those who persecute you. God sees the persecuted church. And he will not be mocked. God sees what's happening. Stay in his word. Stay in his word. God sees the child you're praying for. Seems impossible. But nothing's impossible. God sees the husband that hits you. He's going to take care of that. God sees the need. God told me to say, I even see the burnout. I will give you rest. Oh, come unto me, all who are heavy laden. And I, the Lord, your God, will give you rest. God sees it all. And he wants you to know he's pleased. He's pleased. He understands. And he forgives. Because he sees Jesus. If anyone here has never given their heart to the Lord, now is the time to become part of his kingdom. If you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you've never said, I believe that you died and rose again, if you've never confessed your faults for your sins, now is the time. You could just raise your hand. And if we're all believers here, and we've messed up and we feel so inadequate, it stops today, the Lord says. We know who we are. We know that we need to be in the word. We know that God has a place for each and every one of us in the kingdom. Stand in your position. Because God's going to increase the territory. There's much work to be done in the kingdom. Much work. If you're good with your hands, get ready. If you've got two good feet to dance, get ready. If you have a heart for the people, get ready. If you like to be on the, on the sidelines or behind the scenes, get ready. Just don't be a bench warmer. Do something for the kingdom. So when God calls you home, he'll say, come, my good and faithful servant. You are good in the, in, in the much. You are faithful. And if you don't know what you're able to give, go before the Lord and say, Holy Ghost, what would you like me to do? We can't all stand here and be the preacher or be the, past, the senior pastor. Lord, what would you have me do? Where can I help? How can I minister? What? Go to the nursing homes? Okay. What? Prison ministry? What? Clean the bathrooms? Whatever it is, do it unto the Lord. Do it unto the Lord and be a blessing in the kingdom of God. Let us pray.
We are so grateful to God for allowing us the opportunity to share this message with you. Thank you for listening. We want you to know that you are all in our constant prayers. If you have been blessed by today's program, why not consider partnering with us? To make a donation is easy. You can visit us online at www.specchurch.net or you can call us at 845-956-0133. Once again, that's www.specchurch.net or 845-956-0133. We invite you to worship with us one Sunday morning very soon. Thank you again for your prayers and support. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you, and may he be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. God bless you.